Welcome to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. Thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone's having a fabulous week. If you're a first-time listener, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for finding the podcast. I myself actually am very on brand with the podcast because I flew in from New Jersey this week, or actually two hours ago. Um, again, if you're a meatball and a repeat listener, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I'm so grateful to have you guys. And I also have a big announcement. Um, I'll do a little later, uh, about something exciting. I'm very, very pumped up about, but, um, yeah, I, uh, really appreciate you guys reaching out and being supportive and reading, reviewing and sharing with your friends. Because I find that's the best way to find out about podcasts. Uh, Guys, this episode I have coming for you is, for me, so special, so groundbreaking. I think you're going to absolutely love it and you should 100% do yourself a favor and listen until the very end. Because, I mean, my guest tonight, we just talk about everything. She, to me, is an icon and just, just a badass in life and the entertainment industry. And it's just really cool. She tells stories about marriage, about divorce, about raising kids, about, you know, writing books, scripts, all the things. She is, you know, just the writer of the movie Stepmom, a movie that we all absolutely love and adore. She tells stories about the casting process for that. Also tells stories about being asked to do The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, there's a lot of scoop deep in there. Uh, it's just, it's so good. And I I just love it. And I think you guys are going to love it. So we're going to get to it. I um, do want to apologize for not releasing an episode last week. I I was doing a little mini tour. I was in Vegas doing um, the Future Role Models comedy show with the Artisan Hotel. And then I had shows in New York and New Jersey. So I just got back. Things have been crazy. So I apologize. But I wanted to save this episode for you guys and not just put out something that I wasn't really proud of and excited about. Um, So yeah, thank you for sticking with What's Your Jersey. And also, um, I'm going to be doing a live What's Your Jersey podcast at Sopranos Con. Guys, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I'm obsessed with the TV show The Sopranos. They reached out. We're doing a comedy show there, so I'll be doing stand-up there. I'm also going to be playing Adriana, you know, Drea DeMatteo's character in some SNL-style sketches. And we're going to be doing interviews with the cast members and whatnot. So that convention is at the Meadowlands Complex. That's November 23rd and 24th in New Jersey. Get your tickets now. Um, start sending me questions that you want me to ask people. And it's just, it's going to be at the Meadowlands Exposition Center. It's, I know November seems like a while away, but if you go to their Instagram, it's at SopranosCon. All the info's right there. And I am just floored and so excited and cannot wait to be there. And so, yeah, guys, what's your jersey? It's going to be at SopranosCon. How fitting. Um, So, yeah, that's exciting. And then also, if you're in the New Jersey area or just on the Northeast, I will be performing at the NJ Pack Theater. Uh, That is on October 12th. There's a 7 p.m. show and a 9.30 p.m. show. 
And so you can get your tickets. Um, I, I have everything posted on my website, which is just JacquelineMarfugi.com. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I.com. So yeah, you can get your tickets there, or I think you can just go to njpack.com. There's tickets on there. I am performing with Mike Marino and John Branwick. I think I said his name wrong. The funniest lawyer in New Jersey. It's just going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, come out to that. Uh, and let me know if there's any other places on the East Coast you want to see me perform at, because I will be back there a lot coming up. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's just get to it. Let's get in it. I loved recording this podcast. I went to Gigi's house. I literally within 10 minutes felt like I was just catching up with a girlfriend. I was sitting on the floor drinking Go Girls, which by the way, guys, um, I always talk about my favorite energy drink, Go Girl, and I usually have it for my podcast guests and Go Girl energy drink was kind enough to give me a promo code for you guys because I'm obsessed with it. I think the brand is so amazing and they also support breast cancer and October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So there's just a lot to be obsessed with when it comes to Go Girl. Um, so I I just, we have a promo code for you and I'm looking for it right now. That's why I'm stalling. <laughs> I feel like an asshole. Um, I think it's Go Meatballs, but I could be wrong. Hold on, hold on. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. There it is, guys. Use your discount code. It's Go Meatballs, capital G-O-M-E-A-T-B-A-L-L-S. And you meatballs get 20% off your entire order. So all you have to do, you just go to gogirlenergy.com. It's www.gogirlenergy.com. It's amazing. I love this stuff. Literally, I live off of it. Um, it's so good. I just, it gives me so much energy before I teach my workout classes, but it's not too much. I've never become jittery and it's really freaking tasty. It tastes amazing and it's pink and it's cute. And it also, guys, they don't advertise this, but if you want to put some vodka in it or tequila in it, it's really good for that. So it's a good mixer. It's just an all around awesome drink. I love what they represent. I've honestly been obsessed with this brand since I moved to California over a decade ago. And I also just want to give a shout out to their marketing manager, Amanda Thrasher, because she's amazing and she's the one that set this all up for us. So, hey, girl. Uh, again, it's Go Meatballs. So capital G-O-M-E-A-T-B-A-L-L-S. You'll enjoy it. You'll thank me later. Post on Instagram. I think their handle is at Go Girl Energy. Show them that you love their stuff because I love it so much. Um, and now, without further ado, the absolutely fabulous, amazing Gigi Lavanji. I'm not going to lie. I haven't told Gigi that I've been wanting to have her on the podcast for years. Um, but... I swear Scary. to God, I know. I feel like we're both on a first date right now. I <laughs> like, just love you. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And that was What's Your Jersey podcast. But okay. I can die now. Um, <laughs> we both have like nervous peed like 18 times. Like it's all happening. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure I'm emptied out. <laughs> good. Until good. the next 10 minutes. That's we'll what see. he said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, mom. Let's I hope. <laughs> right let's hope oh my god <laughs> I'm sorry guys I just met Gigi's husband and the two of them have such fire between them that like I can't stop thinking about anything but like them having sex is that creepy no we're ridiculous and um I can't think about us having sex 
either, which is good news because nobody else, yeah, comes into my mind except for maybe Idris Elba. I mean, yeah. but that's okay. I think that's, that's healthy. Right. Yes, right. You yes. need your crushes. Yeah, it's bad when I call him Idris <laughs> in bed, but that's you know, it happens. I just buy him a new pair of boots, and and the- he's fine. God. I'm going to tell my boyfriend to do that next time I get a little angry. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to introduce you because you deserve a solid introduction. Oh, my God. I so do. You really do. You're probably the most accomplished person that has ever done a podcast. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just not even this one. Just like any Just any. I know. Anybody on Joe Rogan. Whatever. Presidential candidates. I know. Scientists. Who cares? They've all asked you, right? Come on. Yeah, begged. And you were like, I'm not saying beg. I'll say pleaded. Pleaded. Yes. They pleaded. We need Gigi. We're never going to get through this intro. It's okay. We are. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the thing. Uh, Guys... She's an incredibly accomplished novelist, screenwriter, producer, uh, just the hottest yoga. yoga. Are you a yogi? What are you? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Gigi Yogini. I'm a, I'm a, a menopausal Yogini. It's, yeah. That's so sexy. But she's going to make you guys wow. mad when you look at her Instagram and see how hot she is. Um, uh, you're probably most widely known for, you know, writing a tiny little feature, Stepmom. With Julia uh-huh. Roberts and Susan Sarandon. Holy yes. fuck. Happy 10-year anniversary on that. I'm going to keep going. Thank you. Thank um, you. You're also the author of many New York Times bestselling novels, The Starter Wife, Maneater, Seven Deadlies, The Afterwife, and you have a new one coming out. What's the name of your new one? Been There, Married That. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about that up top. Yes. You've been featured in Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, and Glamour, amongst many other publications, and you're just fire as fuck. You're so cool. Thank you, my love. Yeah, I appreciate that. Everyone, this is Gigi Lavanti. Hi, kids. <laughs> Hi, kids. Get plenty of rest. Oh, that's we need. Eat that. your vegetables. I need to hear that. Um, so the reason why I met Gigi, I met you over ten years ago. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, I was like a chubby little like transplant from Jersey with the same smile, <laughs> same eyes. Oh god, so excited. Hair. Yeah. Um. Our co- my cousin, <laughs> your best friend. Yes, yes. They call them Miji. Um, my cousin Mimi, who's been on the podcast before. You guys, you can deep dive it and listen to her episode. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I she's have to. <laughs> so upset she's not here. Um, I asked her for some dirt on you, and this is the response I got. Oh, so hard because I know where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> she is the best. Most fiercely loyal friend anyone could have and super smart, funny, and definitely insists she does a yoga balancing pose before the end of the pod. I'm not going to make you do that. That's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Mimi wishes she was here. That's Mimi James, everyone. Yes. Um, How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I uh, did some writing this morning and then I exercised. I went to yoga, um, made breakfast for my kid before he went off to school. So, you know, the top three things. You are so relatable. That I need to get done every single day. Every day. And yes. now you're going to go have Taco Tuesday. Now I have to make Taco Tuesday tonight. Yes, that's a whole, whole other thing. I'm trying to learn French. Why are you trying to learn French? Because my husband's French and I can't understand. We've never had an argument because I don't understand what he's saying. So I'm trying to learn enough words that I can really piss him off. I really love that. Yeah, thank you. It's love. What have you learned so far? Do we know anything? Merd. Merd. What what does that mean? Shit. (laughs) Putain. 
I like that. What's that one? Poutine. Yes. Yeah. Poutine. I mean, that sounds like, like poutine. Fuck, fuck off. Oh like, yes. I I see. If it was Italian, fettuccine meant the perfecto. That's ooh, fucking perfect. Look at you. I know you'll get there. Wow. <laughs> How you just got back from France though? Weren't yes, you guys we over did. there? We were there about a month ago. It for felt about like ten days. Yeah, it felt like you were there for a month. <laughs> yeah, because um, because you know when you're when you have a book to sell or whatever, then you start. I started to do the Instagram thing more, and so I had a lot of pictures from. Paris, from Can France. Can you tell us how you even curate a wardrobe to bring to France, like for ten days? Like that is so overwhelming for me to even think about. I can't. That's one of my number one. Uh, I say bêtises. My number one issues is like packing because I always either I actually always underpack. Oh my god! Because I think I'm going to need a lot less than I need, and then my husband overpacks because he he owns 27 pairs of Lucchese boots. Yes, and he <sighs> has to bring at least three, and he's French, so that means he really cares about clothes. I'm American. I can live in Lululemon and whatever aloe, whatever oh shorts. It doesn't matter. So Someone? I buy when I'm there. Oh, that's I have smart. To, I like that. Otherwise, I'd be walking around naked. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a problem. Which, okay, they asked, but I said no. You said no. No. Mm -hmm. I had someone ask me today, actually, because I, I taught a class this morning, and they were like, which is better, Lululemon or Aloe? It's funny that you brought those two up. And I feel like they're better for different reasons. Yes. Aloe is more stylish. That's what I said. But Lululemon, for some reason, they've perfected the material, so it wicks sweat away. Oh. And there's another brand, which doesn't which holds on to the sweat so you're walking around like with five more pounds of moisture Whoa, what brand is that so we don't i can't say sounds like, do a sounds like no i, I won't make you do I it can't. just in case they want to sponsor the owners, this podcast I just, oh. <laughs> also i feel like Gigi knows everyone in hollywood i, I feel like you know everyone everywhere i have met everybody <laughs> i'm done i can't meet one more person if I do, I'll explode. You're like the prom queen of Hollywood. No, literally, I had a wedding where I was the least. I was the least famous person there. Oh my like gosh. I, I was the only person I did not recognize at my second wedding. It was crazy. Oh, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Can we? Can we say why you were the least? Oh, because my husband, my was. I call him my husband. Your husband. Uh, he's actually my second husband, but who's counting? Um, three times a charm. Three times, whatever. Mm -hmm. God, I, I have like eight left in me, honestly, if I really wanted to go for it. You have more energy than anyone I know. I, can I believe I it. can do this. <laughs> okay. But I like this one a lot. Yeah. So, um, no, but my second one was you know a big Hollywood producer. So he had all of his, whoops, uh, he had all of his buddies at the wedding. So mm -hmm. it was like Eddie Murphy and Michael Keaton and Steve Martin and, you know, just really wonderful, wonderful writers. Um Aaron Sorkin, who was a um, husband of a friend of mine, Julia, at the time, and even um, Chris Farley and Phil Hartman. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so the Mike, funniest Mike people Myers. on uh, the planet. It was literally like all the best, at, and for the time, it was like the best that Hollywood had to offer at the time, mm -hmm. and it was really wonderful. This is way before like even that many cell phones it was before instagram it was before selfies so everyone was just present and like everyone was there dancing 
I mean, we were married for a long time, but uh, honestly, the best part of that marriage was like my kids and that wedding was awesome. Um, the kids, you call them Thug One, and can you Thug tell- Number One and Thug Number Two? Now they've been given; they were. <laughs> I love it. They were anointed with those names years and years ago when they were both. They were very young and they were so into sports. They're really still into sports, um, mm. but they're nineteen and fifteen now. So one of my friends on Facebook started calling them Thug Number One and Thug Number Two, and I thought that was hilarious. It's so incredible. Yes. No, I love that. We're going to get into your kids later. Before we get into all things you and why you're probably the prom queen of Hollywood High, you went to Hollywood High. Yes. Um, I was actually the um, – um, rumor has it I was elected prom queen, but they wouldn't give it to me because I – wasn't like on student council and all that. I wasn't a rebel, but I was not politically involved in the school. That doesn't so sound they very gave like it to one of the girls that was in uh, student council, and I was um, princess. That's a thing. Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not bitter. Yeah. I'm a little bitter. I actually was writing a script about that. I thought that was so funny. That is funny. I. It's kind of like election, but for prom things. Bitches. What? I love bitches. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, love bitches. Um, I. They're my favorite. Yeah. If I... they're honest about it. Exactly. You can't try to be a bitch. No. But if they're if they're bitchy and they know that they're bitchy and they enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, those are my best friends. I love them. Right. Yeah. Like you're. I'm just into it. Don't like I'm, cover. I'm yeah. drawn to that. Yes. Like just own it. You know, and I know where you're coming from. I like, I'm like, I, I'm like attracted to that in a woman. Yes. And maybe it's like a masculine quality in well, a woman. Well, it's a high energy yeah. kind of thing. It's yeah. like big dick energy. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into all things new, I want to talk about your new book. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us what it's about. Look okay. At- Been There, Married That. It's a, it's um, a Hollywood divorce tale, but it also deals with, it's like two sisters from two different worlds it's, and that is sort of based on i have a sister who um who's very i'm uh, very close to we're all we're four girls in the family all 18 months apart and one of my sisters um she did time she was an entrepreneur i call her um she was breaking bad before breaking bad ever happened that's amazing yeah and she's like she's the most badass person i know i love it and I was the opposite of her. I was afraid of everything growing up. Just uh, I was the kid who read books inside because I was allergic to smog, so I couldn't play outside. She was jumping from the highest diving board, swimming out the furthest in the ocean. So brave and uh, my my hero, like growing up. Although we did steal cars and stuff like that. So you're a little scrappy too. A little scrappy. <laughs> we used to hitchhike to the beach when I was... 10. Oh my god, I love this. After smoking a joint. At 10. 10. We were in I was in 7th grade at 10 though. Uh, why were you in 7th grade at 10? I had skipped grades. <laughs> Cuz you're a genius. I was so smart <laughs> until I started smoking pot. At 10. And then you became fun. And then I and then yeah, exactly. So were you like kind of cuz I just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Unbelievable. I mean I loved it so much. I need to see it again. I, that's how I feel. Like yeah. I want to see it again. I need to absorb more of it. Beautiful. Beautifully shot. Oh, Gorgeous. God. So was it that 
time kind of it was that time okay yeah I'm i mean that was to... a little earlier i graduated you're younger than that hollywood no i'm 56 i'll be 57 in january she looks 21 it's not fair but bitches yeah. i don't look it no <laughs> you know um well preserved no maintained you know what it's just being um being happy and like taking care of yourself and luck some of it's luck yeah so good genes good genes mm. but my um but i graduated in 79 i was 16 mm. and um, so that the whole seventies thing is my, that's my era. Oh my and gosh. that was pretty, pretty, um, rough, you know, I mean, they make it very, look very glossy in the movie, but, mm. um, a lot of day, I'm, I remember taking the RTD and that it was the time when the Hillside Strangler was around, you know, oh, yeah. and we didn't even, we had no phones. I was saying the RTD at night. I don't even know what the RTD is. That's the bus. Okay. Got, got it. That's got it. Got it. <laughs> because you didn't grow up on the West Coast. You're right. That, that would be like me taking the New Jersey Transit into yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd be like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? You're like, what's, the, what's that thing? Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy to think that like we all would just go out and play and not have a cell phone on us. For hours and hours and hours. We had to play outside, my dad would say, if we got in a fight, especially four girls, you can imagine. Oh Take it outside. And then we'd come home when dinner was ready. He'd whistle, and if we were up the block, we'd hear it. And we'd come home. And that was, I mean... And you guys grew up on the east side of Hollywood? On the east side of Hollywood, so near Vermont Avenue. Was it, like, before it was, you know, like, hipstery and Oh, my God. There wasn't a hipster, hipster to be found. There was, like, gas stations and donut shops. And, and like, mostly immigrants, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, we had... And then we had um, Clanton, you know, we had like gangs and that sort of thing. Wait, what's your background though? I was trying to think like what I'm like all kinds of shit. I'm Bulgarian on my mother's side, Bulgarian, some Portuguese, my dad's side, Irish, French, some English and German. Um, I just did that 23 and me. You did? Which um, I was really kind of thinking oh don't do it because they'll they'll take your dna your privacy and i'm like there's no privacy anymore when have i ever been private what are we anyway what am i hiding everything we're saying everything we're doing yeah i don't i mean i don't have an alexa in the house because i'm sort of freaked out about that i know but um yeah basically i got uh, i got a little of everything you're a mutt i'm total mutt spain oh my gosh italy a little bit I love it. I actually, I was trolling your Instagram. I deep dived. And oh, yes. You had a You're whole welcome. post. I, it was very, guys, it's really good. It's very well curated. I'm not going to lie. Thanks. You, because you, you need, like, I, I went to like a PR seminar and it's supposed, your Instagram's supposed to be like three things that embody you. And so you have like your funny tweets, your funny quotes. I do funny. Family, boys, funny yeah. captions under like the cute pictures with the family and then yeah. hot yoga poses. So yeah. this is just you. A couple of the hot yoga poses. I don't want to like scare people. I know, right? You know. Okay, we'll stop. Yeah. We'll stop it with you. I did. I did enough. I <laughs> drove it home. I beat it like a dead horse. It's done. Um, but one of the things you posted uh, quotes from your dad and oh my gosh one of the quotes was only boring people get bored yeah I I used that with my kids oh yeah growing up I only had to use that like twice really yeah I used it with my stepkids too we it's really um it works 
I stop myself sometimes because I'll be like, I'm so, I'm bored. so bored. And then I'm like, oh, yes. no, <laughs> Jacqueline, yeah. stop it. Because mm-hmm. there's always something. And that doesn't mean going to your phone. It means what can I learn and what can I do? You know, I also do puzzles. I know this is so weird. Puzzles, knitting. I, I do, Well, I do all the stuff that 80-year-old people do. But um, I really think it's important just to have that quiet downtime where you're not succumbing to everything that social media is trying to make you. It's trying to hook your brain. It's like Doritos for your cerebellum. I mean, Corinth Doritos are my kryptonite. (laughs) They really are. No. And the other quote. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Unfamiliar. I'm sorry, what? Is that kale? (laughs) Kale Ritos. I God, you know what I do with kale? I pour ranch dressing all over it. That's kale is so disgusting. Can we just say it? No, it's, it's just, really. How do you even eat it? I mean, it's, it's thick. It's uh, it's not a pretty food to eat. It's not. I mean, I w- I can't imagine going on a first date now and ordering like a kale salad. And I feel like it's that's totally acceptable t- for a lot of dudes to do that out here. And that's oh just no, turn off for me. Oh my God, you're bringing back memories. Why? I dated a man, he was so tall and and very handsome, and he ordered a salad, and he patted his non-existent waist and said, uh, I got to keep an eye on this. I, I lost That's my- That's a boner killer. I lost my heart on it. Yeah. Immediately. No, like, I, I'm sorry. That's it. Like, I won't even Not say that cute. as the girl. Like no, yeah, like ugh. <laughs> no. I think if people don't eat or they think too much about it, it's not very um, alluring, Mm-mm. is it? That's not you have sexy. to have appetites. Well, yeah, no, like yeah, you gotta have that fire. Yes. Um, and the other quote: "What others think of you is none of your business." What other people think of you is none of your exactly. Mm-hmm. It is none of your business, mm-hmm. and it's really hard, especially I think, especially now because. We're assuming everybody's thinking about us all the time. We're talking about Instagram. We're talking about, you know, everything we do is to, like, capture somebody's interest. But really, are they thinking about you? Or is it like the junior high school dance where you think everyone's watching you dance and nobody's watching you at all? No one cares. We're all looking at our own Instagram. I always say that nobody cares. And I think that's a good thing. I do, too. I don't want to care too much about this shit. I realized that when I watch my boyfriend, he scrolls through Instagram without even looking at it and like stuff while we're talking. And I'm like, what did you just do? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, not even looking at it. And I was like, oh, guys do that. Like, I even remember, especially when I was dating a lot, like if a guy you liked looked at your Instagram story or liked a picture or something. Oh, my God. And then I, I, I mean, I realized that guys don't even look at stuff half the time and just blindly like like things. Yes. It's just... We need to put our phones down. That's, yes, we that's do. And just have some fun. To happen. So wait, this new book comes out in February. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So we can pre-order it. February 2020, you can pre-order. It's got a great cover. It's like very bright and fun. Oh, yeah. And I've had a lot of good blurbs on it. So I'm, you know, it's always hard when you have a book come out because it, you you basically have no control <laughs> over what happens with it. Mm-hmm. But I think this one is it's just fun. Like I like to read, I like to read everything, but what I really like, I, I like books that move quickly. I like, um, books that have a sense of humor. If it, if there needs to be one, I don't, I don't do a lot of heavy books. Like I don't like where 
children dying in books is just not. You're not reading Mein Kampf. Can't the do it. No, no, that's <laughs> no. I'll watch the animated series of that. No, but I agree. I like to escape into a book. Yes, and kind of like forget about my problems. And one of the biggest things with most of your books, I find. I do like because they kind of get right – they cut to the chase. Your female protagonists, I feel like they constantly are having the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You're supposed to put your protagonist in the in the worst situation possible, keep, churn, keep churning, 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 and then spit them out at the end. And it, I sort of write books like I would write a screenplay. I'm – I'm, I'm, I try to be visual, try to keep the pages turning, try to edit it them, edit them down so that at the end of each chapter, you want to read the next chapter. Mm. It's a whole thing. And it takes at least a year and a half per book, which is, it's a lot. Help. Some people write much faster than that. Yeah. But I've done, I've written eight. So I'm, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. This I'm is, good. Is, it's I didn't think I'd do you, this right? many. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It's a, it's hard. Because like, I, no, the the first book, even the hard thing is to make the decision to write a book and to keep that promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. And after the f- first book, I think the second book is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can, I know I can write a book. Okay, I can write one, but you know you're going to be dedicating a lot of time and energy. But um, hey, what else am I going to do? You know, I could waitress. You could. Don't recommend it. Yeah. Still, nope. <laughs> I used to. You. Where did you waitress? I waitressed at the Hollywood Bowl every <gasps> summer during college for four years. Stop. And I had the best time. I oh. had the. It was. It was a great job. I loved waitressing. People would ask what I recommended, and I'd say that you go to another restaurant because <laughs> stuff is not that good. <laughs> So it was like I had my own built-in audience. Oh, totally. It was like you were doing, you were working out jokes. Yes. Yeah. And we were, and we had to really hustle. Well, you only have a certain time limit there. It's not like yes. you're, you're turning tables. Exactly. Like, we you had got what you got. Like three hours, you know, start to finish and yeah. we had to move and we all had a lot of tables oh. and a couple of the waiters, um, we'd all compare tips at the end of the night. A couple of the waiters started giving free coffee and desserts out so their tips would be higher Mm -hmm. so there was always like somebody's always hustling you know and and uh i respected that yeah it's competitive do you have a favorite show from that time like you got to still oh i think um john williams uh you know he has an event every year Mm -hmm. there and he does all the hollywood star wars and all of that um Leonard Bernstein I met who was an un- uh, unbelievable conductor so talented I, oh, for a long time I played violin I played first violin in a couple orchestras when I was little before I found cheerleading um yeah <laughs> before cheerleading found moi that's crazy and uh so I really do appreciate um musicians I mean the true true artists of the instrument you know um do you still play? I do not. I played piano for a while. Uh, before I had my firstborn, I was playing piano. And I made my I made both of them play piano. The first one stopped after a very short time, but the second one played for seven years. All right. He was playing piano and 
playing football at the same time. I mean, I respect that so much. I love it. I, th- I think they need the balance, the yin and the yang. They need it. Right? They do. They need it. And it's so nice to hear your kid playing piano in your home, even though um, he may be suffering for it. I do not care. Don't care. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that the one that's at Tulane? No, he's at, I have one at SMU oh, in okay. Dallas. Oh, uh, we did visit Tulane. Uh, yeah, I saw Tulane Those pictures. So I got nice. excited. I love New Orleans. New Orleans. I got very excited about it. Yeah, that. no, I me too. No. I looked at houses there. I was so excited. I just want like a little house to like escape to and write oh at for God. a little bit and then come back. Like I don't want to yes. live there all the time. No, no. Yeah. No. I don't want to live anywhere all the time. Yeah. I, I want to be like, by, yeah, that's the goals. I feel like you, yeah, you can just float around and do whatever. Eventually. Um. So we got a lot of questions for you. Oh my God. <laughs> we did. The answer is yes. Yeah. To all of them. <laughs> yes. Um. I do have one. This was one of my favorites. Um, oh how did she marry such a handsome French man? <laughs> Signed her hubby. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't even have to say the. <laughs> I thought that was really um, cute. <laughs> it was a true miracle. Um. I was a season ticket holder at the Clippers for a long time, and I sat behind the players' bench, mm-hmm. and I even used to take myself out there because I love the energy. I love going to games. A I, live sporting event. Live sporting events. The best. The best. And ladies, girls, women, if you want to meet a man, that's where the men are. The ratio is so good. It's, it's awesome. in your favor. And also, you... Even if you're alone, you feel like you've been on a date because the testosterone level is so high. I swear to God, it's in the air. But I saw my husband on the floor of the Clipper games because he's an NBA photographer. And you cannot miss him. He's got a big afro. He's got, he wears silver rings. He's got tats on his arms. Um, he wears boots. I mean, he is... He's the whole show. He's like a okay? man's, like a guy. He's a dude yeah. um, with a feminine side. Uh, no, he, but he really cares about style, I mean, but it, with a sense of ease. So I saw him and I was like, what is, what is that over there? What's going on over there? Like, and then like a month later, my... Nephew and I joined Tinder. I joined because I wanted to, um, first of all, it's hilarious and fun. And secondly, I wanted to beat him (laughs) by getting more swipe rights. So we were going back until I found one of my coaches, my married coaches. And you were on there. I was like, coach, how you doing? What's up, dude? What are you doing out here? What are you you doing around these parts? Research too. <laughs> so, and that was hilarious. Like I was, I was literally matched with my nephew and all his friends. So we got a big kick out of that. But I saw Chris, my mm. husband, on there, and I, I was like, "Whoa!" I, I said, "I know." I texted him. I said, "I know you," and we texted for a while. And but I never went on a date with him for months. My dad, it was a time in my life when my dad was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 81. He was sick. And he, uh, I just didn't feel like I could add, I had, had energy for another person in my life. Because I'm a real, like, stay-at-home mom, single mom for my kids. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Cook every meal. Go to every game. Oh. Like, 
you do it. You, you know? have goals. I, you have to invest in your children. They know. Mm-hmm. They know the difference. So, um, and it's so worth it. So I couldn't really, I, I'm just not going to go on a date or whatever. But months later, my, my dad passed away. And then about a month after that, I texted him because he had recommended a coffee shop for me to go to, to write at in Santa Monica at 212 Pier. And I was there and I texted him. I said, you're right. This place is great to write at. He said, stay there. I'll be there 20 in 20 minutes. So I stayed there. We had our first like sit down and that was it. And that my father sent him to me for sure. Period. End of story. Oh my God. I have chills. Oh my God. My father loved France. He, (sighs) he was a photographer back in the day. He, he had a great sense of humor like Chris and they're both. Chris was in the special forces. My dad was in the air force. They're both ex military. So they have that sense of discipline Mm. and he would have loved him. So, I walked out of there like, this is, and then he opened my door for me, for my car. Like, mm. he insists. So now, when I'm out with Mimi, mm-hmm. and she's driving, Did I just... wait for her to open my door. I don't know how to open my door anymore. <laughs> but, so that's how I met him. And, that, and um, I love that. Like a year and a half later, maybe a little over a year and a half later, we were married, and he is the best stepfather see the thing is if it doesn't work with your kids don't 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 fight don't that. marry that person right? it's not gonna work it's not mm-hmm. it's, okay there was actually someone that wrote in they wanted to know she said i'm recently my husband cheated oh. on me oh no and i'm going through a divorce but what's the best advice for like dating oh. after if you have kids okay um First of all, I'm so sorry. Um, but pe- and here's the other thing: people do cheat. Mm-hmm. But is it like I would ask more questions about that? Was it a serial? Is he a serial cheater, or is it just like he got weak mm-hmm. one night and you know? Because certain things you can get over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Especially when there are kids involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but if somebody's abusive or it's a serial, like I said, uh, then of course you should leave. Um, that being said, hide all evidence of any man, <laughs> especially if you have boys. Boys don't want another man in They're the house. They're so protective over you. Oh my God. They don't want to, they want to know nothing. I, every once in a while I've invited somebody to like a Thanksgiving dinner where there are 20 people and I'd have somebody there who I was sort of dating and I remember Thomas saying, oh, so-and-so is a nice guy. I said, yeah, you think so? He goes, not for you. Oh, <laughs> it's like your dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not for you. Sorry. Like, they really didn't want another man in the in the picture. Oh. And, and that's just, that's normal. That's how it is. Yeah. So do you just wait a long time until, like, the feeling is you right? You just be careful. Uh, try not to be too... I don't want to say junior high school about it, but because you fall, you can fall in love and that's possible and that's great. But, um, it, that doesn't mean your kids are going to fall in love and it doesn't mean you should push, you can push them into falling in love. Yeah. Let it happen organically. Yes. Yeah. So concentrate on yourself and your children first. Mm-hmm. And if you do, uh, 
want to date, like, I'll uh, get an extra room or something and <laughs> when the kids are in bed. Hotels, you know, the hotels That's are why they're there. That's why Airbnb. they're there. Airbnb. <laughs> you know. Make the best use of your downtime. Exactly. Um, I actually had a comedian write in. Uh, they wanted to know if you... If pain and heartbreak are the best ways to creatively kickstart ideas for your writing. Yes, that's why I always get divorced. <laughs> that's like, no. Um, in my life, I, I always said like, uh, you know, wait 20 minutes mm-hmm. and uh, any, you, you know, the tragedy becomes comedy. Um, one of the things that sparked my writing, my sister, I love her to death, but she was in and out of, of prison for a while, for a stretch, yeah. and she had three kids by three different fathers who are amazing adults now, incredible. And um, I'd get a phone call from jail every once in a while, and or from somebody, you know, Foxtail is calling me, and I lived in a house where there were twenty nine phones, and the phones would start ringing, and they would, yeah. you know, it was a nightmare. Oh my gosh! And I had to write about that. I told my, I literally said to my sister, and her name is Mimi too. I said, Mimi, you don't have to go to jail anymore. I have enough writing material. <laughs> like, give it a rest. We get it. Okay. Thank you. We're fine. We're all good. Oh We're good. I, I don't need any more creativity. That's so funny. So you use everything, and you have to use everything. Like Oliver Wilde. I forget his quote, but I think it's about selling his mother or something for, for a joke. But that's what you have to do. Yeah, it's true. And, and I, you as a comedian, you have to be able to make fun of everything. You have to be authentic because people can tell immediately. If you're putting it on, I mean, it's... They're it, not going to respond. They're really not. I, I recently went through something and it sucked going through it. And now I have a whole new five minutes. <laughs> great high five we're high five five. well i felt that way about the louis louis ck thing Uh i thought if that redheaded mushroom jerked off in front of me Uh i'd get 20 minutes out of that shit (laughs) holy crap with this little like kangaroo like little wallaby dick Are you serious? I mean, Dave Chappelle just got a bunch of time out of it, too. Honey, give it to me. (laughs) Jerk off in front of me. (laughs) One time I was um, going to meet Ann Thompson from Premier Magazine uh, for an interview for the starter wife at the Peninsula Hotel. Or it might have been Stepmom. I forget which. It was a while back. Now, I really avoid bars. I've always... I always feel uncomfortable in bars. Really? Why? Because I'm a good girl. No, because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it's I'm not in my element or something, right? Okay. So I was very professionally dressed. We go to I. I'm supposed to meet her at the bar at the Peninsula. Now, if you know anything about the Peninsula, it's chock full of call girls. Yes. And they're stunning, right? And they're dressed. Nicely, mm-hmm. but they look like they could be conquer. Okay. I walk in, a guy zooms across the bar to me and says, Mr. Weinstein is waiting for you upstairs. Now, I should have gone because I would have nipped that shit right in the bud. 
You could have saved. I could have saved some. I could have saved everybody <laughs> ten years. A lot of service, right? I would have been because I said I don't. I said to him, I said I don't think Mr. Weinstein wants me up there. Nope, nope. Because Mama is not getting into a jacuzzi. But no. maybe, <laughs> maybe if there's. But wait a minute, you're going to make me a movie star? <laughs> Are you? No, but God. I would have been like. Keep that rope. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. But I was raised by a man, mm-hmm. and my and he always asked us who got the last punch if we got into a fight at school. Really? Yeah. I love that. Who got the last punch? And then my mother worked, and she was a principal in East L.A. for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I had two very tough role models, but we were just expected to take care of our shit. Yeah. Like, so... I don't know where that I started off with that, but it made me look like a badass. So oh, totally. I'm happy. I'm good. Well, you're actually leaning into the entire point of this podcast. It's called What's Your Jersey? And it's a play on words because I'm from Jersey. So it's like, where are you from? What's your deal? And how did you that's get to my where you deal. are? That's and my that's, deal. So you you were, you know, tough parents. Yeah. You were taught strict. to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Strict. Were your sisters very protective of you? You were the third? I was the third out of four. We were... All protective of each other, mm-hmm. but um, my second one was more of a wild child. First one, uh, kind of wanted to get away um, out of out of the house and all that. Um, really smart. The last one was the baby, mm-hmm. but uh, we all just, and I think, and it was a different time too. But we were all raised like little boys. We were raised like men. Yeah. So. My dad always said, don't, don't rely on a man, you know, for whatever money or whatever it is. Although I disagree. Um, <laughs> it's not the worst, but have your own shit too. Always have your, have your own, own shit, shit. Right. That's what I tell women who have come up to me. I, I was the divorce fairy for a while. They thought I was. Mm. And I'd say, listen, are you prepared to give up your house and live on in an apartment off the 10? Like you really have to be realistic about this because I don't know what it, what are you offering? What can you do? Mm. You need to figure out what you can do. Nobody left. No, no. <laughs> and I didn't want them sad. to. So, but, but those, these are the choices we make, mm-hmm. you know? So do you think it's better before you get into a marriage and a relationship to have your own shit? Yes. Leading into it. A hundred percent. So listen, once kids are there, then we can talk again. Yeah. But what I don't even know. I haven't written in a week because Uh I have, I have three scripts out there. I have a book, you know, done and maybe I should be starting the next book, but I, it's not quite coming to me yet, but to not, for me to not write in a week, I start losing it. Yeah. You get that itch. I, yes. Yeah. That's how I feel about getting on stage. You have to, right? Yeah, and that means you have, you're doing the right thing for you. You have no choice, Yeah, but you must. It's yeah. a compulsion. Mm-hmm. It's not that healthy, but... No, it's no. not. It's terrible. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I do, too. Um, <laughs> but terrible for everyone else involved. Um, <laughs> Good luck, people. Good luck. Yeah. What do I know? I've been married three times. <laughs> that, that's... Uh, La, I, la. I know how to get married. Yes. <laughs> how do you get the ring on your finger? Gigi, everyone wants to know. 
You fuck them on the first date. Oh, God. You heard it here first. You're welcome. That's uh, that's the name of my next book. You fuck them on the first date. Well, you're welcome. I'm happy we we kickstarted this Yay. for you. I love that. So everyone wants to know how you went from being a cheerleader at Hollywood High to writing Stepmom. Like, how, like, what happened? Oh, that's so crazy. Um I was a cheerleader for a long time, too, and I was, like, the loudest person in our East Valley League. Were you a flyer? Is that it? No, I wasn't because I was, believe it or not, I was, like, one of the bigger girls. What? So we had, like, these little blondes and, you know, every little Filipino girl at the top. And, yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, but we we had the best time. But I was known because for my loud I have I had a very loud voice I could project to the back so um being a cheerleader is actually uh similar to writing because both both things um take discipline Mm -hmm. you have to work at it every day you have to learn how to learn the cheers you got to learn how to write you have to uh play to your audience while also knowing what the right thing is to do um but any skill can lead to another skill mm-hmm. i agree it's important to stack your skills up i've heard that St- talent stack i, I talked to my kids that. about that just get good at something get, and then get good at something else and then get good now yeah. some people say just concentrate on one thing and that's good too mm-hmm. but do it until you can't do it anymore yeah um just keep getting, keep working at different skills. I love the talent stack thing. Because mm-hmm. I find, I mean, yeah, I was shooting a movie yesterday called Show Pony, and it was so was funny. Was it uh, porn? I know. Okay, I literally With left, a show pony? I just learned all this stuff. We need to porn. stop this it's now. Like dance. No, I played a ballet dancer. <laughs> and it was so fun. I had a sex therapist on last week and she Really? Yeah. And she started talking about kink and I was like, What's kink? And she was like, Have you heard of pony play? And I was like, No. <laughs> right? And so Wait, kink is pony play? Kink is kink like to all me the is different like, like ask, there's like kitten play and pony play. There's all different things. Guys, go and listen to um Dr. Amy. I'm going um, back to that one. Yes. No, I learned so much and then all of a sudden it's I was working with friends on this movie. Um and Alex D. Wong from So You Think You Can Dance played like our ballet yes, teacher and stuff. Of course. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah. so awesome. Um, but at first I was like, oh, but I'm, I'm only like dancing. Like this isn't like comedy or me doing stand up. But it's like, no, it all works together. Just keep moving. Yeah. The worst thing you can do. I, I can't tell you. I've been in the, I've been in this business. But. It's true. I've been in this business for decades. The worst thing you can do is just re- carry that one script around for 10 years. Yeah. And not do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep keep moving. Keep typing. Okay. I, I don't, you know, I, um, because you'll see as you get older, you'll see people just kind of fall away because they didn't keep it up mm-hmm. or they didn't write a play instead that for the next thing or a book I started off writing screenplays but I wrote a book mm-hmm. um because one of my screenplays was made but it was such a oh my god that was a you know trials and tribulations and then it got made and I thought and a couple of the reviews even though stepmom even though it was I think it's a good movie um 
and it got good reviews as well, but a couple of reviews were bad. And I said, I can get bad reviews on my own. I don't need other writers to help me get a bad review because yeah. I was the original writer. So I started writing books. Okay. So that's how that started. And the reason I started writing in the very big, oh, let's go back. Yeah. So cheerleading. So school, I went to LICC. I walked to school. My de- my parents said, we can't afford to send you anywhere. Um, so I walked to school from my house to LACC, which was on Vermont, uh, which was so cheap and such great teachers. And a lot of the kids uh, at the school were also at SC because mm-hmm. they were taking corresponding classes for a lot less. Oh, okay. And then I went from there to UC. I transferred to UCLA. I was going to be a, an attorney. I took the LSATs and everything. But by that time, I had interned at Thick of the Night with Alan Thick. Mm-hmm. I wrote sketches too. That's so cool. It was so fun. Yeah, was that your first time writing sketches? Yes, and writing stuff. Well, no, I um, when I was a kid, I would write. You would, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always writing. I would always make my friends perform and do stuff like that and film stuff. It's in you. It's always in you from what you were good at and what you loved to do as a kid. Remember who you are at eight years old because that's who you are. That's your essence. I love that. Remember what you loved when you were eight. Mm. So you have – if you ignore that person, you're not going to have a happy life. You Mm. could have a successful life. You can make money, but you may not be as happy as you could be. Uh, unless you were a little murderer, <laughs> unless you murdered like mice or something, <laughs> not a good, don't be don't do that. that you were, <laughs> do not. But anyway, um, so I was always writing. I wrote on thick of the night and then, um, my boss, uh, Fred Silverman brought me, I was an intern on another show and he brought me over to work for him full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked for him for eight years and I was always getting up at five thirty in the morning to write scripts, write scripts and, you know, work on my own writing, mm-hmm. taking writing courses. And then finally I sold one and I wrote a couple of episodes under Fred's tutelage. I love him. He's great. And, uh, and he was also known as the, one of the hardest bosses in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Absolutely. One of the, but he, he was fine with me. And that there's that tough thing too that comes into play. Like you yeah. could handle it. Yeah, I could handle it. Yeah. Like I don't even know. He would he would yell about something, and I would throw. I would go back to my desk. He wasn't yelling at me. It was about something, yes. so I could compartmentalize. And I would go back to my desk, and I throw something, a, a script at the wall. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I, because that was enough, like that was we're done here. Mm-hmm. We're done. Mm-hmm. But I worked for him for eight years, and then I started dating Brian. I couldn't have both of them in my life. That's a lot. That's energy. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a I'd lot. Be exhausted. Yes. Wow. And so, did you write Stepmom in that time? Or? I wrote Stepmom after I became after I was I was we weren't married yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was sort I was a stepmom. I was you know cooking for the kids and doing all and taking him to school and everything. And I wrote it in 10 days. The original screenplay I wrote oh in 10 gosh. days. Yes. I was very motivated. And it was just in you. It, it was just, just came boom. on the page. And I thought nobody's written this. And I wrote it down and, um, 
that script we got Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. Did you have people in mind like when you were writing it? Like- Julia Roberts for sure. She was she was everything. Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock were like oh, the top. I see that. Yeah. And I liked seeing Julia not being the most likable, you know. Exactly. That was the best part about it. Yeah. You know, but you I still loved her. Of course. How could you, know? you not? Yeah. And, and that that's, smile. Uh, and that's what, how like a Sandra Bullock could play that too. Yes. Yeah. There are certain movie stars that just, they're just meant to be movie, movie stars. They have, there's some quality in them that, that really radiates from the screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course they both have that. So. Yeah. Growing up in LA, you never, have you ever done acting? I feel like you could be oh a my movie God. star. Yes. Yeah. I just made she a just, really pouty face. The duck like, face. It just happened. It was um, great. Okay. When I was in junior high, I won a, uh, this contest in my drama class to um, to be taught at, it was a scholarship to the Estelle Harmon workshop on La Brea across from Pink's. And that ended my acting career. Because, <laughs> you know, then I, then I was in like a class full of actors and child actors. Oh God. It's, um, it was really, I was too, I was probably too shy to really be thrown into that situation. Um, I think I was 13. Yeah. But it was, a, it was an honor to get the scholarship. It was really great. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was like one of my first, um, definitely one of my first loves was acting. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Nobody knows. Oh, look no, at you. Man. Would you ever do it now? Um, of course, I would. To- I would you totally would? do it, but I don't know if I'd be any good at it. I, I, I have the utmost respect for actors, so yeah. it's it's not like you just go up there and say your lines. You have to. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very different. There's a lot behind it. It's a lot happening. But I love to take acting classes as a writer. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't really, um, it's like they can, the teacher can shit on you all you want, all they want. And you're like, I've been on stage going, yeah, I don't really care. I just like being on stage. (laughs) I just like attention, which brings us to (laughs) me telling you, you need to do stand up. And oh yes. Yes. No, I got my minutes. She needs, she has her time. It needs to happen. If I can stay up past 10, that would be really helpful. Exactly. Right. You need a stand up comedy show during lunch. I want to be. (laughs) Could you make that happen? I want to be the oldest living stand-up. <laughs> that's my. That's my. I mean, we can make that happen. Yes, we definitely can. That's the goal. Yes, I feel bad. I feel like we don't have that much time left, so I'm gonna go through a few questions because oh I'm having so much fun. See, with Joe you. Rogan told me he has three hours. I should have just done Joe. <laughs> no, I mean I'll stay here. For I mean three I should have done Joe yeah. and then his show. There you go. I used to have the biggest crush on him. He's adorable. Yeah. No, he's I not that. Yeah. Bald. Head, I'm into big like, bald head. I I don't want. Like, I liked Vin Diesel at one point. Like of I was course into you did. that. Yeah, of course I did. It's God. testosterone. It, it, you're right. It's that. BD We're so energy. basic. We are. But we as a people are. Mm-hmm. We're reacting to things we don't even know because mm-hmm. of hormones and chemistry and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. It's so fun. That's my big lesson. <laughs> Guys, we're learning so much. Just truth bombs. It's being called dropped. science. 
heard of it. Um, <laughs> Get to know it. So I want to know. So the start, I, I love all your shows. The Starter Wife. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that for like. So what that, that was based on a like. book. That was based on a book I wrote called The Starter Wife, and that was that came out of. Um, this notion I had, I, I used to have girls nights at my house where I lived with my husband and it was, you know, this big house and, and there was always like a, 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 there were always a couple girls that, you know, would, would slit your throat in order to move in. Oh yeah. And I, I would think what would happen if I got divorced? Um, and the invites stopped coming and all that, you know, so I wrote down all that. And I also, I saw at the same time we we were living in Malibu colony and I saw this um, famous actor's wife. Um, They were divorced now and she was talking to this homeless man on the beach, but she didn't know he was homeless. There's no way you could know he wore board shorts every day. Mm. He looked like Jim Brolin. He looks like, he looked like James Brolin. Okay. Only you would only know if you'd been there for a while Mm -hmm. and everybody knew him. He's everybody's friend. So the juxtaposition of this woman sort of flirting, Mm -hmm. you know, innocently with this man, age appropriate man and all that, Mm -hmm. I had to, I capture that in my head and I just started writing. And also we were living in the colony, which was, um, it it was like the, the nadir or apex or something of rich people behaving badly. So I, of course, got to write it down. Yes. Um, and that was that was really fun. But anyway, so that eventually sold to I think it was Sony. Do people get scared to like be around you? Because probably you're just write about it. I mean, I'm sure that happens. With I'm writing a book right now, Jack. Exactly. Um, <laughs> about podcasts. I bet that's there were great. some. I think there were some men. <laughs> I think that's a podcast joke. sluts. Yes. Oh, Let's I wish. Do it. I mean, I'd probably be having so much more fun. Now. I mean. That actually is. I mean, we could talk off. There's a. That's a. Series oh, I right bet there, there is. That's a whole thing. Oh yes. God. God, and it's so juicy. Guys. Hashtag who me? Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. We stopped saying me too in this household. Really? Got very triggered. <laughs> Got very dark. It was triggering. Oh man. Yeah. It's it's a lot. No. Well. Okay. So you did Starter Wife and Man Eater. Did right. that come right after it? That came a couple years after, I guess. But Starter Wife was amazing. Deborah Messing yes. was amazing in it. Were you nominated for Emmys? Like we that were whole nominated series. for Emmys. Yeah, and yeah. I think what um, the actress, the Australian actress Judy. Oh my gosh, I can see her. Um, she won. Judy Davis. Davis. I was going to say Judy, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Judy Dench was in the starter wife. She's going to play me. Shut up. And uh, she just has to be able to do the splits. That's uh, all I ask. Oh, God. I'm so jealous. I can't do them now. What? Bad. I know. What did you, you do? Think. I know. I Stop just... having that much sex. It's not that hard. It's <laughs> <just> broken. You're <laughs> you right. You broke your vagina? Yeah. No, my mom, it's so funny. That was always something like I was always a dancer and whatnot, but I was never super flexible. And it was, I think, out of fear. My mom like broke her pelvis when she was little at, yeah, trying to do the splits. So I was always very like, no, I can't do the splits. Yeah, it was a thing. Oh, I have a psychological thing with doing a handstand in the middle of the room. Really? I I have a giant Irish head and I think I'm going to fall forward and (laughs) break my brain stem and then my kids are going to have to feed me. In my wheelchair, and they won't feed me. That's terrifying. They yeah. won't. 
They probably would. Yeah, I think they. I think they. Yeah, they like me. Yeah, you guys seem awesome. They they like me, or they don't eat. (laughs) Exactly. No. Um. So I want to know just what your writing process is. I know a lot of writers. They want to know about that. Okay. Um. Get up in the morning. Uh. Take a take. You know, make breakfast for the kid. Get up early. Make breakfast. Um. Hike over to the coffee shop, local coffee shop. Put my ear, ear my headphones in, mm-hmm. and um, sit and write for two or three hours. Now, I listen to something called Simply Noise. Yeah. It's a it's an app, and it's I like brown noise, which is a little softer than the white noise. Oh, I like that. And that will that really helps because you feel like you're in like a soft wind tunnel. And so all the ambient noise dies down and then you can really focus. Um, I also go to a place called the office in Santa Monica um, that is only for writers and anyone, you know, you can become a member. Mm. And so I have that as well. The key for me is to get it done as early as possible. And then after that I exercise. And then after that I talk to people who do podcasts no after that I then and I then um you know go go about my day now usually I don't ha- I usually don't have lunches mm. I'm famously antisocial. I love that I'm trying to lean more into that to yeah be honest. it's just not I don't go shopping I only yeah. do grocery shopping I'm, I'm very much a routine person mm. but what you must must do is get up and just get it done whatever it takes um very very famous writers have gotten um, many, many books written by waking up at 5.30 in the morning before the kids wake up. Mm, yes. And that's a real quiet time. I'm a morning person. If you're a night person, you know that. Yeah. Then set your timer and write. If I'm writing a book, I write 1,000 words a day. Mm. You should um, read St- Stephen King's On Writing. He writes 2,000 words a day. And that's uh, so. So I've read every book on writing, so like, like the art of dramatic writing. Um, just every book, I pick up little um, tips here and there. But really, it's just about being. It's not even that hard once you have discipline down. Do you know who Jocko Willink is? No. Okay, Jocko Willink has podcasts, uh-huh. and I listen to all these male podcasters because boys and I listen on the way to school. But he's he's an ex seal. And he says discipline equals freedom. And and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So if you're disciplined enough to invest in yourself five days a week. But I when I'm writing, I'll, I'll work seven days a week, but I do an hour or so on weekends. Then you're going to get so much done. Mm-hmm. It's going to blow your mind. I mean, I, I feel like I could really coach people if they really wanted to write a book. I can definitely you know get them through it but it's a thousand words a day Mm -hmm. five days a week in the morning if you can if you wake up before you have to wake up if you have a regular job yeah do it before that don't do it when you're tired you're right you know because how much time think about are we spending on twitter are we spending on instagram are we spending (sighs) on facebook i mean if you're 70 years old <laughs> I'm like what's, what's Facebook what's Facebook no I still love Facebook I still go on I, I had to stop I, it's too, a lot I had too many stalkers 
I could see that. I literally had to take restraining orders one year. It was oh like my three. God. Whatever. Oh, whatever. Not to brag. Just a few. Okay. I That's the next level. I'm striving for that. I understand. Um, thank you. I, do you share what you're writing with your partner, like with Chris? Like, do you run ideas by him or is it separate? No. Um, occasionally I will ask, oh yeah, if I'm writing something, I'll talk to him about it. Okay. Um, but, and he has, he, it was so cute when we were first dating, he bought my books, um, which is mandatory. Um, (laughs) but he, but I don't, I don't make my partner read my stuff. I don't think my, my husband read, I think he started reading my books after we were divorced. He was like, (laughs) which is probably good. (laughs) In this, I know. Wait, no, what? You're right. My boyfriend told me because he was like, "You can use whatever you want from us. Just make sure it's fucking funny. Just be funny. <laughs> like whatever you want. Yes, that is it. That's that's what matters. If it's good, then just use it. Yes. And I I respect that a lot. Well, you know what? He's a keeper. Thanks, Mean Squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I love it. He also calls me Peanut. Don't you have a dog named? Peanut? Oh my god, I have a dog named Peanut <laughs> and a dog named Glock. We own the only Glock in Santa Monica. <laughs> You got a Glock in my Ferrari. Okay. That's a rap lyric. Just dropped it there for you folks. Ooh. I know. Um, okay. Rapid fire questions. You kind of, I feel like you're like actually a real housewife, like not the Bravo kind. Oh my God. They asked me to be on their show. Did, how do you feel about the real housewives? Like, would you, I feel like. I mean, I love those girls. Yeah. I love, I don't watch really. I When they asked me to be on Real Housewives, Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'd never watched a show. Yeah. Um, my kids had watched the Atlanta ones, which, oh my God, hilarious. So entertaining. Amazing. Oh my God. Um, but every once in a while, I'll watch, but I love, like, I love Lisa Rinna. I love her in real love life. Her. And I love Kyle Richards in real life. Okay. So those are the ones that I know and oh. I love. Well, Kyle has a mean split. She can. Have you seen her do the splits? Oh, oh. I bet she does. I'm like, I'm like, is that link? Is oh, that no. what the kids are saying? <laughs> no, what? splits, and she could do hand. There, North. She was like teaching Northwest how to do like yoga handstands at a dinner. I just, I saw the pictures. Oh my I was god, not there. I have to go back. <laughs> no, she's amazing. Yeah, she's am- um. So I have I have a lot of respect for uh for a few of those girls. Like I respect the hustle. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, how can you not? Bethany oh, Frankel? Frankel. Like, holy shit. I mean, I'm do, I'm trying to do a whole joke. I'm, I've, for a while, been trying to compare the NFL to, like, reality TV for women mm-hmm. and gays. Kind and, of, kind you of, You know, yeah. like, Andrew Luck just quitting the Colts. That's, like, Bethany Frankel just, like, cold turkey quitting right before the season started. And, like, they go yeah. through the same shit. Yes. So, yeah. No, but her, oh, my God. I feel like we've been through all this shit with her, like... And she's coming. She's going to be on another network. Like there's going to be of something course, else. Of course, of so course. Someone, someone like that, women like that, or men like that, they don't quit. No, they're they have too much energy. They're not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And if they stay healthy, you know, like athletes, and you'll keep seeing them. That's great. Yeah. Um, people wanted to know what you thought about, you know, Sex and the City, Carrie Bradshaw. Like if that was like a good depiction of a female writer. Or did oh, you I really loved that show so much. Loved it. I loved it, and I love. Candace Bushnell. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's like one of the originals. She and Helen Fielding. Um, I love what they do. Helen Fielding, you know, um, Bridget Jones. Um, but Candace is, I remember meeting her a long time ago at a party. This is decades ago. And I I could barely speak. She was wearing these like thigh high boots with this little, this little mini skirt. She, 
was uh, like effervescent and I don't know. She's just a star. So, yes, I love that show. Love it. Yeah. What did you think? Um, Big Little Lies and then Fleabag. Have you watched either of them? Big Little Lies. I love the first season. I mean, I like the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I read anything. I, I like that book. I have a lot of uh, respect for Leanne Moriarty, the right, the author. Um, really liked the look of the first season. Liked it a lot. Love, oh God, the actresses, oh, all the actresses. God. I can't. The most beautiful actress. I forget her name. Um, Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Come on. What? Stop. What do you even look? Who are it's you? Not, she's not human. She's not human. <laughs> it's not Nobody fair. has bones like that. Oh my God. It's so I can just wrong. watch her do nothing. I don't care what you do. Just yeah. sit there. Just- <laughs> if you could stand, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, second season, so not as mu- not as much. I was a little thrown off by the plastic surgery, honestly. It was a lot. It was a lot. Someone had a facelift. Um, <laughs> not going to say. Spoiler alert. Okay. Um, but I she can't it. move anything now. And um, she can't even, her vagina is up by her chest. Then <laughs> is now her belly button. It's amazing. Okay. So, and Fleabag, I started watching a couple years ago. Has It's been on. Yeah, it's been like on the, for a while. Okay. I have to get into it because... Yeah, I watched and then I didn't watch, oh. but and and that doesn't say anything about because I hear it's great. Mm. Um, There's certain episodes I was like yes, and then others I was like, mm, okay. You know, it's hard to be really consistent, yeah. and I think we ask. There's so much good stuff out there, especially on TV. Mm-hmm. I think it, we ask a lot of our. Of our creatives. Well, it's just constantly we're, there's just so much content. There's so many things. And we both know we could do better. We can. Damn it. (laughs) Just give me my shot in $12 million. That's all I ask. (laughs) I am so excited for Ben There Married That, though. Me too. That's the next thing you have coming up. Yes. Everyone can pre-order a copy, right? Yes. Yeah, it's all on your website. Absolutely. Well, my website is being set up as of right now and within a week or so it'll be up there, but it's on my... You can see on my Instagram. Okay, on your But Instagram. my website is going to, it's gglevangie.com. I'm just making it super cute. And I did do this thing where I'm, I'm, I, I have author photos, but they're of my dogs. So I had to take my own. You had to take your own. Yeah. yeah. My publisher said I, I couldn't use my dogs. Oh, that's so weird. Is that <laughs> Peanut and Glock? <laughs> I mean, they look great. I don't know. Well, you look great. Gigi Thank was worried you. about us having to take pictures. And I'm you like, what like are photos model. after yoga, you monster? I know. No, you look amazing. You are amazing. Is there anything you're looking forward to that's coming up or anything you want to do in the future that you haven't done yet? Oh, my gosh. Okay. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to football season. Oh, my gosh. I forgot. You're I a love- Cowboys fan, aren't you? What's oh going God. on? No. There's a Cowboys okay. chair right here. First of all, I hated the Cowboys growing up because they Thank were America's you. team. And I liked the Houston Oilers. I liked Earl Campbell and Bum Phillips. And I also liked the Raiders because of I I knew uh, Matusak and uh, Lala Zato from, from clubs when oh I was 16. Gosh. I mean, nothing happened. But wow, uh, craziness. And um, yeah, I'm like a... Raiders girl at you, heart. Are you sad about but Antonio then I like, Brown? He's he's an, he's something. He should be on the Real Housewives of something. He's the biggest he diva real, out of all of them. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's hilarious. He I is. don't even know if he knows that he's hilarious, That's but he's thing. hilarious. I don't know if he's in on the joke. <laughs> yes, but I think 
I I honestly have so much respect for athletes. I know that's super weird. No. But if you've never done a sport like that, if you've never worked that hard and gotten that good at something, mm-hmm. made the most of your God-given talents, I, I don't know. I was never a person who, like, screams at uh, athletes from the sidelines, you know, you bum or anything like that. Right? Please. Are they paying your bills? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Why are you? No. But I want to see what he does. I want to yeah. see if, if it's cursed now. Of course we have to look forward to that, it's right? So, it's so exciting to me. Yes. That's why I feel like it is like reality TV. Like It is so. So I look forward to every season. I, I look forward to basketball. It's my favorite time Then I, I do look forward to baseball. I love the Dodgers. But, but um, yeah, I just, uh, there's always something to look forward to. I look forward to my next walk with Mimi to the coffee shop. Oh like, my gosh, it, I love it. How did you guys meet? Um, our kids were in the same uh, toddler group Stop. at a nursery school. Yeah. I never And knew she that. and I got along so well. Oh, my God. Guys, you can really deep dive. There's YouTube videos of you and Mimi in your closet. Girl. They're so good. <laughs> and they're so funny. And they're so authentic to both of you. We're wearing yoga clothes. Okay. No, it's great. Mm. Um, I love it. I love you so much. I love you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. This is my first podcast. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm all excited. What an honor. She broke my cherry. I did. I popped your podcast yeah. cherry. And we're I'm drinking Go Girl. Thank you, Go Girl. It's Thank a, you, Go Girl. Yes. We love you. It's, it's GG. I see you. Yes. And meatballs, you can get 20% off of Go Girl if you go to the website and just type in Go Meatballs as a promo code. Um, so what we have everyone do at the end of the podcast. Oh gosh. You do a tiny, a small reading. Uh. Um I started doing this because Lady Gaga is a goals guest of mine because she retweeted something I did. So now I think we're Are best friends. Are you serious? I love her so much. You do? Okay. I was worried Talk that about you weren't like a talent. Are you kidding? Oh my force of nature. Scary. It scares me when she gets quiet because that actually it makes me excited because I'm like something something's coming. coming. Something's, something's coming. coming. I like love. this is the best time now. She was so good in the stars. Oh, I can't even I can't, I can't deal. I, I can't deal. I I'm want sorry. More. Yeah. I want to play her sister in something. No. I, I can see that happening. Right? I can Jersey, see baby. Yeah, thank Come you. Come on. She was born in Jersey. Everyone's like, she's from New York. Yeah, she no, grew no, up no, in New no, York. No, no, she was born in Jersey. She's a Jersey girl. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Even you. Even I know that. Um, okay. So you could pick up a, a line or two. Um, I picked born this way because I feel like you're very authentic with what you started out as. <laughs> um, so pick a line or two mm-hmm. and you could just read it as the East hollywood girl that you truly are okay yes and while you're looking at that i'm just gonna thank you meatballs again for listening subscribing rating and reviewing i love you i love hearing from you so please keep emailing what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com again go on my social media because i have a bunch of shows coming up so everything's listed there and yeah now Gigi reading a little born this way i'm ready um my mama told me when i was young we're we are all born superstars she rolled my hair and put my lipstick on in the glass of her boudoir. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are, she said, because he made you perfect, babe. Oh, God, you're so perfect. Oh, my God, that was fantastic. <laughs> yes. So now, I mean, you've given us all the feels. Thank you. Pimp yourself out and tell the meatballs where they can find you and find all your stuff. Okay, loves. Okay, my little meatballs. Um, <laughs> I'm my website, Gigi Levanji dot com uh will be up in about a week and i'm also on instagram at gg levangie g-i-g-i-l-e-v-a-n-g-i-e and twitter at gg levangie and um 
you'll like it because I don't do politics. Not really. But you can read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue in cheek. And please pre-order Ben There Married That. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I loved this. Thank you. All right. Bye, meatballs. Catch you on the flip side. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.